Hi, I'm Byron Tyler, and you're tuned into this week's Sponsor Viewpoint. The show is designed to inform you about the wonderful goods and services available from our advertising sponsors. They're an important part of what we do here at Bot Radio Network. It's hard to catch everything in a 60-second commercial spot, so we're going to spend a little more time with a few of our sponsors each week to help you make informed decisions when the time comes for you to call on one of these great sponsors. All of our sponsors are listed at BotRadioNetwork.com. Look for the Sponsor tab. All right, let's get on with this week's show. Right now, we want to welcome to the program Bruce Ralston, attorney and counselor at law. Bruce, how are you coping with this COVID-19? Well, for us, it's been uh, an interesting transition. For the last 27 years, most of the time, I've been a true solo, a lone wolf. We were already expecting an uptick in bankruptcy filings before this happened. Now that this has happened, we're expecting an extended tsunami. And it's not just bankruptcy. It's all sort of issues, mortgage issues, uh, people dealing with debt collectors, credit report issues, lemon law, you name it. Uh, it it's all going to, to come in. So what I've been doing during the, the shutdown is gearing up for the future. I've taken on a partner, Dan Buchanan. He's the litigator half of our team. We've hired, uh, about a year ago, we hired a uh, receptionist and paralegal, and now we have just hired two more paralegals, so we can really cover all that we expect to come in. This is not going to be a good time for a lot of people. Oh, my goodness. I want to be here to help as many as I can. Well, we appreciate you and appreciate being one of our sponsors, Bruce. Can we break it down a little bit and kind of explain? Folks might not understand all the terms, what they mean. You hear the term bankruptcy, but what does bankruptcy really mean? Well, I like to say that it's, it's never anybody's first choice, but it always needs to stay on the list. It's a very long-standing, very detailed, methodical way of dealing with financial problems, usually multiple problems. It's, it's pretty rare for anybody with just one issue. I think a lot of the boxing uh, adage, it's really hard to knock somebody out with one punch. It's the multiple blows that send people to the canvas, and that's what we usually see is, is people with, who've been hit one, two, three times in a row from different directions. What are some things, Bruce, we should consider before filing bankruptcy? Well, look at your options, of course. Now, we get the whole broad range. You know, some people start thinking about bankruptcy too soon. Most people wait until the last minute and sometimes too late. Don't be afraid to go ahead and talk to a bankruptcy lawyer. Most of us do free consultations. Speaking for myself, I'm certainly not going to put somebody in bankruptcy if that's not where they need to be. One situation we see a lot, and I fully expect to see a lot more in the future, is the situation where somebody has a mortgage and they've fallen behind and they're trying to work with their mortgage company and they think they've got it worked out, and then at the last second, the mortgage company changes their mind and pulls the rug out, and now they have a day or two before the foreclosure, and that's really not enough time for us to set up a proper bankruptcy case. We right. need a good week, if not more. So have a plan A and a plan B. You Don't put all your eggs in one basket and be ready to take a detour if, if that's what you have to do. Well, Bruce, I saw on the news just, I think, yesterday where people and their landlords and landlords offering grace extensions to monthly payments that there's going to come a time that's going to run out. These landlords could say, hey, you know, you haven't paid your rent. You're going to have to find another place to live. I know this is a concern to a lot of people, especially who have lost their jobs, don't have any savings, and they might be forced to go to bankruptcy. You know, frankly, I'm always on the opposite side from the landlords, but I've been a landlord myself before, so I know where they're coming from. I have been fairly impressed with how gracious some of them have been, but but you're right. That's not going to last. They cannot own and maintain and pay taxes on all this property without collecting rent. It's just yeah. not realistic. There's another side of that, too. The Tennessee Supreme Court had closed all the courts for the most part until through April. Now they've extended that through May as a practical matter. You know, one thing I want to make sure 
everybody who might be in this situation understands that you cannot be evicted from your house or apartment without a court order. If the landlord just tells you you got to get out, well, I mean, you got to take it seriously. But until you've been served with lawsuit papers, that really doesn't mean a whole lot. And if the landlord evicts you without getting that proper court order, now you have a good lawsuit against the landlord, and we'll do that for free, at least no charge to you. Bruce, other areas where you are an expert when it comes to law, not only dealing with bankruptcy, but student loans, which are a tremendous problem. As of 2016, estimates show that roughly 42 million Americans are carrying $1.3 trillion of student loan debt. Right, and those numbers are ticking up steadily now. It's more like 45 million people have 1.5 trillion. If you do the math, then that's over $30,000 per person, not per everybody in the country, but for everybody who owes student loans, the average is well over $30,000. That's kind of a dividing line, what I've seen. And most people who have less than $30,000 can probably deal with it one way or the other. And it's the people who have over $30,000 of student loan debt that really need some help. And I am the only lawyer in the western half of Tennessee who does this sort of thing. I like to say there's two reasons for that. One is that it's a fairly new field. And number two, nobody else was stupid enough to spend all the time and money and effort to get up to speed on all this because it's complicated and we don't make very much money doing that at all. Tennessee's Lemon Law, another area. How can your office represent me in this area? First, have to be very careful to define lemon law. It's different in different states. I'm sure we've all had this situation where somebody looked something up online and, and thought they knew what they were reading and, and went off based on that. In Tennessee, the lemon law only applies to cars that were purchased or leased brand new. It does not apply to used cars. I get calls every day of my life from somebody who's had a problem with a used car that they bought, either with the car itself or with the financing. The vast majority of the time, there's nothing I can do to help them. You know, someday I'm going to put out a PSA on every radio station and TV station and around here saying don't ever buy a used car without paying your own mechanic to check it out first. I've learned that lesson. Mechanic. Yeah, that's a good word. I've learned that lesson. I appreciate that word. Bruce, people that have too much debt from credit cards, mortgage, or student loans, you can really help them. Uh, not always. You've got to put in a disclaimer there. Some situations cannot be fixed, but vast majority of times I can help. And the comment that I get the most from my clients, at least from the new clients that I sit down and talk with, is I slept last night. They're so busy worrying about what might happen. They don't know what to worry about. They don't know where to turn, and they're, they're afraid of this, and they're cooking up scenarios in their heads, and they're creating nightmares. At the very least, I can tell people what they do and do not need to be worried about. Don't worry about all these things that are never going to happen. You don't have to worry about this or that or the other thing. But this is what you need to keep your eye on. And if you see this happen, call me immediately. That seems to help a lot right there. Bruce Ralston is Memphis bankruptcy lawyer and Memphis debt lawyer. You can go to the website, memphisdebtlawyer.com, memphisdebtlawyer.com, and learn more. And Bruce, also, if somebody wanted to call your office, could they do that? Oh, absolutely. We answer the phone, not quite 24-7, but if the phone is forwarded my cell phone, and I will answer if I can. The phone number is 901-543-5045, 5045. Bruce, thank you so much for being a faithful sponsor of Bot Radio Network. Well, you do important work, and I'm sure it's going to reciprocate. Well, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks a lot, Byron. Caring for our loved ones during this pandemic is what Senior Helpers is all about, especially for our aging loved ones who might need some extra assistance. To join us and talk about ways that Senior Helpers can help you, Rochelle Mayer, she's the Community Relations Coordinator. Rochelle, how are you holding up during this COVID-19 pandemic? 
well, we are working hard to stay busy and take care of all of our families as much as possible during this time, making sure that we're, we're able to meet everybody's needs. Yeah, I know you're probably staying really busy right now. Rochelle, what makes seniors aging in their own homes a better option? Well, first, before COVID, aging in your own home, studies after studies after studies have shown that people are able to stay healthy longer at home. They are mentally happier at home, so they are able to really thrive at home and age gracefully at home before COVID. During this, it's even more necessary for people to be home because that way they are not exposing themselves or overexposing themselves to communities of people, our high-risk community, our high-risk population. We want to make sure that our seniors are as safe and healthy as possible. So especially during this time, it's even safer than ever for people to stay home and, and keep healthy at home. Right. Well, Senior Helpers Memphis was established back in 2009 by Rod and Christy Martyr. Can you tell us a little about the backstory and reasons why they were directed to offer senior care? Absolutely. And I love to tell this story because it's so personal to Rod and Christy. And Rod Martyr is the one he runs our day-to-day operations with the business. And Rod is an only grandson. His grandmother was in Mississippi when she was ill and aging at home and dealing with her trying to age gracefully at home. It came down to him and his mother and his aunt, the three of them who were spread out at the time, to make sure that she was cared for and she could stay home and stay where she wanted to be and healthy and happy and independent as long as possible. But it was a large burden for the three of them to try to to coordinate all of that. They were happy to do it, but Rod having gone through that, Rod and Christy having gone through that and taking care of his grandmother and trying to coordinate and work all of that out from everybody being far away, for the three of them, his goal and their goal was to try, if they could, find a way to help others and make it easier for others who were going through that in the future since they had experienced it themselves and they really wanted to find a way, how can we help families, make it easier for them So they can be the family members and not the schedulers and the coordinators and the caregivers. And how can we really help them out in a way that we wish we could have had a little bit more help? So that is how Senior Helpers came to be here in Memphis. That's that's where Rod and Christie's heart is is in taking care of his grandmother and that experience. Our Senior Helpers here, we take care of our families and we are very tuned in to treating our staff. Our staff and our families are like our own families. I love that. I know how you love to tell the story now. With this threat of COVID-19, especially in nursing homes and assisted living homes, is it a good idea to bring my family member who might be living in one of these facilities home with me? Absolutely. There's nothing stating that there's it is unhealthy or unsafe for you to bring your loved one home. I would want my own family member, quite honestly, to be home during this time period. You have a little bit more control over your environment over the people around you, over who's coming into the house, how you're getting your supplies, over your caregivers, the people who are providing assistance to you. So that is something that I would encourage my own family member to do. So we're not encouraging people to go to facilities and take their loved one out, but it is not an unsafe task to do so. Because I know that weighs on a lot of people's heart right now, thinking about this, as they see, unfortunately, the death tolls in some of these facilities is a little bit higher because of the concentration of the virus in these communities. Rochelle, what does Senior Helpers Companion Care look like? What is the companion care? Well, we have different types of care. For us, a companion care is a little bit different than personal care. A companion care is somebody who is really keeping somebody occupied, and engaged, interacting, activities, keeping their brain active and, and functioning and 
that's more of our companion care, helping with the cooking and the cleaning and the errands or the grocery shopping, um, laundry, reminding them to take their medications, standing by if somebody needs help. You know, we do bathing assistance and restroom assistance and fall prevention. So really being present and able to help somebody get through their day to day. And then we have, you know, a little bit higher level of care. We call, you know, we call it personal care, where we can help more with somebody who might need more help with incontinence care or more help, you know, with their hygiene, more hands-on care. So we, we can help from hands-off, just being there and engaging and interacting. And especially right now where people are so isolated and helping to keep people active and engaged all the way to helping people with a lot more personal hygiene. You also had the specialized care for those with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, other chronic diseases. You can also help. Yes, we do have two specialized programs. We have our Alzheimer's and dementia program is driven by a, a very well-known occupational therapist. Her name is Tipa Snow, and she uh, developed this program called Senior Gem. It gives a new approach to taking care of somebody living with Alzheimer's and dementia and recognizing signs and symptoms, what stages they're at, best interactions, best engagement, things to do, things not to do. In our Parkinson's program, we focus on medication, timeliness of medication, safety in the home, helping the individual maintain a level of independence and dignity while also trying to live with the symptoms of the disease. What's the first step, Rochelle, to determine if senior helpers is the right choice for my senior care? We always encourage people to just give us a call. We are not pushy. Usually you end up talking to me and I love talking to people and I love giving people resources. We are here to help people, but if we can't help, we will connect you to the right resources. Call our office or you can even call me directly. How do we do that? Office phone number is 901-753-7520. And my direct number is 901-277-7479. And your website is a wonderful resource, too, which is SeniorHelpers.com. SeniorHelpers.com. You can go there and learn about all the different programs. It's a good way to get introduced to Senior Helpers and what you have to offer. Rochelle, we appreciate you. We also appreciate the wonderful partnership with Senior Helpers being one of our sponsors here at Bot Radio Network. Thank you so much for having us. We truly love everything that Bot Radio does for the community. We appreciate being able to speak with you today. So thank you so much for that. Well, as you know, we value so much our sponsors and those who help support what we do. And many of those are businesses that have goods and services to offer. And we also have some very valued relationships with ministry partners like Abiding Above Ministries with Chris Hodges. You hear the program every weekday afternoon just before 5 o'clock. Chris Hodges is uh, somewhere driving in town right now in his car. I don't want him to be unsafe, but he said he was ready. Chris, welcome to Sponsor Viewpoint this Friday. Thank you, Byron. I'm driving my car, but I have my earphones on, and so I'm safe. So glad. Those earphones are nice. Well, Chris, as we move into this unprecedented time with this pandemic, no time in history that you and I have been alive or anybody on the planet Earth today has ever experienced this COVID-19 and the way it's changed the way we do life. It's impacted the church, caused the church to redirect some of the ways it does ministry and it meets. This is incredible. I think anyone who's paying attention and listening to God and spending time in His Word, they're literally asking what's going on. People are wanting to know, is this the last day? Is this just before the rapture of the church? 
it's understandable that people are questioning things like never before. I encourage people in this way. We knew these times were going to come our way. We didn't know exactly when they would come our way, but they're here now. And I'm encouraging people because of we're having to be at home, we're having to be quarantined. Instead of trying hard to master the scripture, I'm encouraging people to surrender to the control of the Holy Spirit and let him begin to do what he's always encouraged us to do is surrender and let him control us just like a hand controls a glove. We're the glove, God's the hand. We're the writing pen, God's the hand. And this is an opportune time for us to not be panicked, but to take a deep breath, surrender, and say, God, you created me. You're in control. I'll spend all eternity with you. My moment in time is very brief. So do with me now in this brief moment called time what you're going to do with me for all eternity and just rest in that alone. Chris, I think that is such wise words. You know, I was thinking about the deathbed experience of my late uncle when I went to visit him after a horrible car accident. He started recounting in the ICU unit his life and the time he had wasted, not surrendered to God. Unfortunately, times of crisis often do cause us to evaluate our lives before God and our relationship with Him. In this case of the pandemic, yes, many of us have not succumbed to the virus where we're hospitalized on a ventilator, but it's allowing us the opportunity to regroup, think about the priorities of our life, as you said, being surrendered to God and surrendered to His Holy Spirit. Amen. And I believe that a lot of people are trying hard right now to do what they always assumed they would do. They kept putting it off. And now here we are in a crisis, and people are trying very hard to almost do what they always thought they would do. I would just encourage them to be at peace, to stand back and remember God is omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. He's all-powerful. And just to stand back and realize, you know, God's been nudging me all these years, and now I feel like he's really pushing me forward. But remember this, he's not surprised. As he nudges us forward, it's not because he's mad at us. It's because he wants us to fulfill the very reason we were created to begin with. And so you may feel guilty that I haven't done more. I've been too focused on the day-to-day. But I would just encourage people, don't worry about that. Begin right now, as the Holy Spirit's leading you, to do the next thing. Oswald Chambers said this, do the next thing and trust God. Just be who you already are in Christ Jesus. And also, we need to remember this. When things begin to settle down, we need to say, you know what? This is not time for me to lie down and go to sleep. I need to be a disciple maker because that's what Jesus left us here to do, go and make disciples of the nations. So I want to make disciples, and I want to train people how to be disciple makers until God calls me home. That's what I would encourage everyone to do, not be panicked as far as the coronavirus. I think we should do the basic things that we're being encouraged to do, but just remember 1 Corinthians 13, 
even being wise and understanding, I already know the Bible tells me this was going to happen, but we still have to respond to this in love, agape love. And we can't use this as a time to say, I told you so. We need to use this as a time to say, I love you so. Well, Chris, again, thank you for Abiding Above Ministries on Bot Radio Network every afternoon just before the 5 o'clock hour. A great feature. If those listening want to know more about your ministry, how can they reach out to you? Just go to abidingabove.org. I'm glad you kept your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road while we did this time together. Thanks so much for your faithfulness to be a sponsor with Bot Radio, Chris. We love you guys, and specifically, I love you, Byron. You're a wonderful man, and I love you. I love you, brother. God bless you. Longtime friends. I appreciate you so much. Thanks so much, Chris. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, a longtime friend of mine personally and a longtime supporter of Bot Radio Network is Terry Brimhall, owner of Brim Snack Foods. Terry, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. How is uh, Brim Snack Foods holding up during the pandemic here? Byron, it's a uh, different time for all of us in the world. It's going reasonably well. I mean, we've got protocols here at the plant that are different than normal food safety protocols that we've always lived by, but uh, generally speaking, everybody here is doing well, and we're all still working together to do what we do to produce snack foods. God's been good. He's been taking care of us. Amen. Hey, are you still getting a chance to see those precious grandkids, though? That's a big question. With regularity, for yeah, sure. I know. you got to practice that social distancing. You know, you might have to fudge a little bit as a grandparent. I don't even know what social distancing is when it comes <laughs> to, to grandchildren. That's exactly right. Well, Terry, it's a crazy story. Brimhall Foods began as a one-truck operation back in 1979. Can you believe that? Been a while. Today, pork rind manufacturing operation that really just took off back in June of 82. Currently, Brim Snack Foods operates in a 77,000 square foot manufacturing facility on five acres there in Bartlett Industrial Park. You have been providing some incredible snacks. I mean, pork rinds, man, that's one of my all-time favorite snacks from Brim's. Even since a small kid, my dad got me hooked on pork rinds. How about your dad? Yeah. That's great. Well, we uh, we have been blessed to be able to expand a little bit here uh, beyond what we were at 77,000 square feet. And we have a great group of people working together and thankful for everybody that works here. You know, really how everybody just works together and uh, we don't make a whole lot out of it. We just show up and... Get the job done. Yeah, we get orders from customers uh, every week, and our goal is to have them produced and out the door on the way to our customers by the end of the following week. I mean, your pork rinds at one time were being shipped to the White House. Well, back when uh, George Bush Sr. was the president, he was uh, he, he liked pork rinds, and we had sent some up to him. And We do have a letter on the wall that he sent back and said how much he appreciated you know, eating Brim's pork rinds. Beyond that, we haven't actually shipped any more to the, to the White House, but perhaps we should get that going. <laughs> you probably should. A scripture verse, Terry, is printed on the back of every bag of chips and pork rinds. How did this get started, and why did it get started? Byron, I, I, as I recall back to probably 1986 or 7 in that era, that range, I just think the Holy Spirit impressed on me why not put a scripture verse on the back of each bag as an encouragement obviously to believers, but then maybe just something that would speak to people that 
never released all Bible verse in their life. And uh, I know we started with Romans 5, 8 was the first verse that you know, God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that verse meant so much to me in my life. We've had so many encouraging letters thanking us for that. My favorite story, and this probably happened in like 89 to 90, a guy from prison sent me a letter and said that he had always not liked the, he used the word hate, actually hated the Bible thumpers in prison. And he said one time he got a bag of our product and he read Romans 5, 8 while he was in prison. And he said he sought out one of the Bible thumpers there in prison and found out what he would need to do to be saved. So I sent a letter back to him and just rejoiced with him and gave him some other scriptures he may want to read. And uh, as God does, I mean, it turned out to be a blessing for me. This prisoner (laughs) sent me back a letter and he said, thanks for sending those verses. He said, I found myself just continuing to read and read past those verses you sent me. He said, I guess God wants me to know as much about him as he knows about me. And I thought, man, that's a guy in prison now really just blessing me with God's Word and how it impacted his life. So, What a good word, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate you. You know, we go way back, ourselves in friendship, even before we had children and definitely before we had grandchildren, when we were in the newly married class of Jim Wagner's class, Sunday school, young married at Bellevue Church. Wow, incredible to see the blessings of God, how he's given us ministries and families and grandkids and precious wives all these years. Just really, God's so good, isn't he? He is. And, you know, I I didn't know if we met in Jim Wagner's class. I knew we were in that class, but I didn't know if you and Pam were in the Uliway class with Bob and Linda Dawkins. No, we actually didn't go to that class, but we were in the one with Jim Wagner. You and Pam probably didn't need that class. (laughs) Yeah. Pam probably thinks I might have needed it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps so. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Terry. Listen, I can't thank you enough for your faithfulness to be a sponsor and a supporter of Bot Radio Network. Well, I'm thankful for what you guys do on a daily basis, and I enjoy listening to you guys on the mornings. Appreciate listening to uh, Dr. Rogers on Bot Radio and Chuck Swindoll. You have a great lineup of godly men that are still encouraging us. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for taking time and sharing with us on this Sponsor Viewpoint today. All right. Love you, brother. Thanks. We appreciate our advertising partners. They help us in providing the Bible teaching ministries that you enjoy daily on Bot Radio Network. Please take note of who you heard about today and depend on their goods and services when the need arises. For a full list of our sponsors, go to BotRadioNetwork.com. Look for the Sponsor tab. Goodbye for this week. Be sure and join me next Friday at 3. I'm Byron Tyler for Bot Radio Network.